Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. Hey, what's happening? This is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast, where we talk everything from how to run a PDR service, uh, how to market it, how to grow it, how to price it, how to deal with customers, all things PDR business and marketing. We might get into a little bit of PDR technical. We may talk about some tools and stuff or te- uh, techniques. Um, we'll even share some stories. I love to share stories about repairs and um, just pretty much all things PDR. But mostly we deal with the business and the marketing stuff and then maybe talk, talk a little about training. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. And all I ask in return is uh, mail me a self-addressed uh, stamped envelope with $20 in it. No, actually, that's not what I, I request. I do request that maybe you could rate and review and possibly refer a friend or a, I'd like to say a grandmother. Uh, we're trying to get our grandmother counts up. We don't have a whole lot of grandmothers listening to this show. So, um, or even if you happen to know another tech or somebody maybe thinking about getting into the business or body tech, anything like that, it's always appreciated, guys. So please, it helps us grow, get more ears, and then allows us to do more things with that more opportunities and just a better quality show for you guys. I mean, I might be able to buy a new mic. You know, maybe we'll have some bumper music. I don't know. Maybe we'll actually do a video. Uh, who knows? Something crazy, right? So anyway, happy Wednesday. Um, things are going well with the students. Good dudes, man. These are good dudes. Uh, things are pretty crazy at the shopper. We uh, finished up that M3. I don't know if you guys, we told you about that one. It was sideswiped. Uh, during the big rainstorms out here, the rains, something about California drivers in the rain. We, there's a lot of good things about California and, and the people here. Wonderful people, warm, everybody's happy. They'll open a door for you, kick you in the ass. But we're not the best drivers when it comes to bad weather. And it might be because we have zero practice. You know, we are used to seeing sunshine, thongs, uh, sunsets, cool breezes, uh, lots of sports and zero water so yeah it's been uh it's been a challenge but for business i'm not complaining because like i've chatted about before we have people have been hitting us up so much people hit it's you know if you think about it the people the people are are the reason we have business cars don't damage cars it's people damaging cars right and whether it's their garage which is always diabolical right so much damage happens on on our customers cars at the garages it could be a gas station it could be in motion i mean i had this dude i was hauling ass to work the other day i don't know why it was early and this other guy seemed to be kind of hauling ass and i don't think we were racing each other we were both just kind of driving fast and he was in like an f-150 white and anyway so we were both kind of approaching a green light coming up and we're doing like 50 in a 55 maybe and we're accelerating and the only open lane to get past these two slower cars that were blocking both of our lanes was the middle lane. And I got over, I started approaching the lane first, but I noticed he started getting over and he was about a half car length behind me. But as I could see through my, my van uh, side window, he wasn't giving any quarter, as the Led Zeppelin song would say. He wasn't letting up. This guy was going to hold it. And what would have happened is if I would have kept going, I would have shoulder freaking spun and rolled at about 
50, maybe 45 by the time I stepped on the brakes just a little. It would have been bad. There would have been PDR tools, chiclets, candy wrappers, old coffee. It, it just would have been, I don't know if this podcast would have happened. Put it that way. It would have been bad. So I kind of eased off. I played the bitch mode and got to work and got to the podcast. So, so what's the lesson here? The lesson is I should have had a faster car. So anyway, enough of that. Today we're going to talk about Pareto or Pareto, however you want to uh, pronounce it. And Pareto, um, no relation to Plato. Uh, I should have done some research on Pareto. I can't tell you anything about Pareto's principle, but I can tell you what it, that, what it's all about. I just can't tell you about the person. What, maybe I'll dig in and we'll, we'll learn about Pareto himself and what was his favorite food and if he had a dog or something. But anyway, 80-20 is what he came up with. That was his claim to fame. And the 80%, okay, basically is, is garbage and the 20% is worth everything is what basically Pareto's principle says. So, so you basically, you will get so much more out of your business or even life, you just focus on the things that really matter, the little things, not the big things, that the stuff that normally takes away all of our time. So 80-20. 20, the 20% is is what you should focus on and the 80%, get rid of it. So, because it's a waste. 80-20, the Pareto. So, so what's the sweet spot? What's the 20%, right? You, you could plug this formula into life. You know what? And out of my day, with 100% of my day, 20% is fun and 80% is dog shit. Maybe. Or maybe your time, you're not managing your time right. And you realize, you know what, man? I get a lot of stuff done, but only part of the day. But that's not what we're going to talk about. We're talking about 80-20 when it comes to clients. The good old avatar, right? The best kind of customer for your business. And maybe, well, let's just keep it, let's keep it straight. We want customers that are, that are, headache-free, problem-free, easiest repairs we can get for the best money, and preferably repeatable customers or ones that are at least going to give us referrals, okay? So you want to focus on these wins, right? That's what Pareto's principle really means. So what do you do? What's the first thing? First thing is you want to talk about, you want to think about commonalities. What what do your best customers have in common, okay? And then you're going to go laser at those subsets, and that, when I say laser, I'm talking about all your marketing, okay? Your ads, if you do advertisement, your vehicle, your logo, give me your catchphrase. Te- you know, the Valley's best Tesla dent repair. I mean, if, if most of your best customers are Teslas and you're doing two plus Teslas a day, that may not be a bad idea, huh? I mean, f- I mean, I, that's kind of where we're at. I mean, I could almost do that. I just don't want to give up on everybody else that, that still is a strong part of our market. But I would say 20% of our client client base in Southern Cal is Tesla's, you know, and, and they generally pay well, but the problem is generally, I'd say not to Pareto's ratio, but 60, 40, 60 are the ones that are willing to spend money on their Tesla and 40 are the ones that literally bought the car because they don't want to spend money on gas. And it's all about economies. It's all about economics. They don't, they don't give a shit about the car being status. They just wanted a car that was going to be electric that, yeah, they don't mind the status that comes with it, but they're not going to pull out of money in their car. I mean, we, he, I'll give you an example. We had a guy with a Model X. Uh, it's crazy. I always got stories, right? Because we do a lot. We we see a lot of people, which is good. Um, do we service a lot of people? Yeah, but not nowhere near as many as we see. 
you know, like I've always told you guys, we probably close between 30 and 40%. So Model X, this guy uh, calls up and says, uh, hey, you know, I've got a, a little bumper thing on my bumper and I want to know how much. And okay, send us a photo or come in. Well, I just want to send you a photo. Okay, kind of, you know, skyrocket, you know, shotgun blast above the head warning number one. The guy doesn't want to come in. He he just wants to, you know, send a send a what do you call it, a text. So so obviously maybe maybe he's trying to to uh, lose my train of thought for some reason. He's he's trying to how do you put it? He's basically he's just shopping. That's what he's doing. He's trying to find the best deal. So anywho, so so that's kind of the warning shot. When the guy when somebody's not willing to come in, they just want to just send a photo. So if it's something that I really want, I won't really give an estimate. I'll make them come in. But this guy, I could just tell. But it's a Model X. And if you guys have checked the stickers on Model X lately, 100 to 140 grand. So and then fast forward to the to the money shot. We quoted him 675 for a bumper blend on his red Model X. And he said, oh, holy cow, that's so expensive. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you didn't think the $150,000 Tesla was expensive. And I'm surprised that you wouldn't think that $675,000 to do maintenance to that same $150,000 investment. Isn't that in ratio? I mean, actually, it's not. Well, I told him, I said, well, you know, if you think that's expensive, feel free to go to Caliber or some of these other big box body shops around, around the area and see what wonderful price they'll send you. Because, and I said it in a little more sweet uh you know, connotation. But at the same point, it, the narrative was there. You know, this guy is a Tesla guy and 60% are willing to spend money on him by my um, observation and 40% are are cheap. I'm talking like at the Prius level cheap. So no, I wouldn't have my marketing all geared towards Tesla. So there's not, not a way, it's just, it wouldn't work for us because we would lose out inherently because of the cheapy cheaps. But all right, so imagine this. Imagine you could work only on wealthy people's vehicles, okay? Like, let's say you just wanted to do Ferraris. Is that possible? The answer is yes. I had a student who basically had an in with Ferrari and Lamborghini clubs and had a long-standing relationship with him and his family. And once he was trained, that's all he was pretty much going to touch on. Which, and was I jealous? Hell yeah, I was jealous. I mean, I would, li- I, I, I would have loved to have that guy's uh, you know, his, his connections, I guess you would say. Another guy, what, what, if, what if all you did was rock stars? Okay, your customers were all literally like John Bon Jovi's and everything. Is that, do you think that's possible? Guess what? Yes, it is possible. I had a detailer come from Hollywood and he probably had no less than 30 to 40. You get into these people's clubs, they all kind of seem to hang, hang around or their agents do or, the, or their, you know, whatever. They're, they're in like little cliques and they all have nice cars. And guess what? Once you've proven to one or two of them that you're legit and you're not going to run off with bullshit, you know, you're going to do a good job. You know, you never even see these people. You deal, you deal with their people. But the bottom line is you're trusted at that point. You're part of the in crowd and you're going to make some money. They don't mind it. You're not at all. You'll, you'll pick up keys. You'll drop off keys. You, you may not even see anybody, which is kind of nice, but it's all on the honor system. You damn well better do a good job. You know, don't try to walk into the house when, when his, you know, stripper model, uh, 
runway girl is is there, you know, yoga sizing or something. Just you know, you got to be trusted. So, so that is possible. So these are avatars that ne- I wouldn't say they're going to be easy for everybody to get, but the idea is you can kind of reach for the stars. You can go for what you want to go for. Just and it all comes down to marketing, guys. At the end of the day, and relationships, of course. But marketing, you know, it. It's basically about being smart and being educated. And that's what this whole podcast is really about at the end of the day. So, you know, I mean, how smart is it? Flip flip the coin on this one, guys. Imagine this. How smart is it to work on poor or low middle class people who are going to balk at your current prices? You know, and I've got a story. I've always got stories. So one of my, my wonderful students, one of my most uh, skilled students from a technical standpoint, he could push dance. Could he market? Could he estimate? Could he? I mean, he could deal with customers. I mean, he ran our retail shop. So uh, his name was Raul. I don't think he listens to the podcast. He might. Um, but Raul did a fantastic job while I was out doing hail right at the beginning of the pandemic because I I turned chicken little and ran away real quick because I thought that the sky was going to fall in and I didn't think we were going to have a customer. So, so I knew the insurance was an evergreen, you know, nuclear war. You're still going to have insurance probably still freaking marching ahead. So, you know, bazillion trillion dollar industry. So I went off to do hail, which I normally don't do in the middle of a season. But so Raw, my recent grad, ran the the shop. And then when I came back, da da da, everything was great. High five, Raw, here's your money. Had a great time. Thank you so much. And then he after he running the shop, he said, you know, I can run a shop. And I'm like, yeah, you can. So not one question. Not one uh, text. All of a sudden, I hear that, that Rawls, he's opened up a shop up in LA. Okay, great. I'm, I'm proud of him. He's my former student. What shouldn't I be, right? I mean, hey, high five. Low five ghost, high five ghost. Um, but one caveat. Rawl picked, not the ghetto, but in, and he was in a kind of a low middle income part of LA, which is those places are becoming less and less popular they hardly exist anymore with you know the cost of living in LA and real estate and everything but he did he found it and not too far from Bell Bell or Hawaiian Gardens and, and not a place where you're going to get shot when you drive through typically so it's relatively safe but it's low income I mean you're not seeing Mercedes you're not seeing Audis like you'd see on every corner up in LA or you know Orange County where we're at these are just the working man's cars you know the older Suburbans the tons of of Nissans, you know, and some Mitsubishis, which you never, I don't, my kids saw a Mitsubishi the other day in our town. They're like, what the hell is that? I think it was my son. And I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a Mitsubishi, son. You know, they used to make the Japanese Zero and they also make TVs. Oh, wow. I've never seen that kind of car, dad. Yeah, I know. And you probably won't because most people in this area wouldn't be caught dead driving one, but not that there's anything wrong with them, but there kind of is, they're shit. So anyway, so Raw is in Bell or Hawaiian Gardens, whatever, and it's not going great. And I didn't want to crap on his parade, but I think his rent was right around four grand a month. And he was in a pretty busy little automotive complex. And he had business. I mean, Rawls was a great tech. It still is, I think. And keep him busy. But the problem is these people were balking at his prices. What? $400 for a dent? $600 for a sideswipe? Are you crazy? You know, it's like, uh, no, I'm not. This, you know, So he he lowered his prices. So... So here you are, and let's say his average ticket is $100 to $200 a customer, okay? And let's say he's paying $4,000 a month rent, and he's trying to raise a family in L.A., and he's making four 
large a day in 2020. Okay, how how is he going to pay his fam pay you know feed his family, pay the rent, pay the, either his mortgage or his rent at the house on that? He's not. And guess what? He didn't. And after about I think it was six or nine months, he folded the doors. Which I mean, I went up there, I saw the place. I mean, I think you could have made it work, but it was it was going to be like dragging a dead donkey up a hill, you know, with your teeth, a stinky donkey in the mud with the rain. Nothing good, in other words. So, and and you know, and I, I'm 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 upset. I'm 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 a little butthurt because honestly, he didn't ask for my help. Um, and sometimes people don't know what they don't think or ask. And and I there's no such thing as a bad question. And I, it's not like I charge for it. I mean, I've been doing this stuff for 30 years. You know, I'm, I'm, if you guys haven't got to know me, if you listen to the podcast for a little while, I share everything, open book. But, but yeah, Raul, it just didn't make it. And I, I don't know what he's, I mean, I've talked to him a couple of times. I think he went out to the, the PDR Olympics. I think it was maybe last year and we, we chatted then. And I think he did really well. Um, but I think he's probably just running a route right now and going around and, you know, doing retail up in LA, which I'm sure he's making way better than $400 a day. And he doesn't have that $4,000 a month nut. But, you know, it just, what's the lesson here? And there, there's always lessons. Okay. Is it that everybody should call me? No, no. Some people are, are going to have the information they're going to do their, and I'm not the one with all the keys to the castle. There's tons of other big thinkers in our industry or even lateral industries. I mean, you, you don't have to be, to get advice from just somebody in, in the PDR. It could be anything service, you know, marketing, or, or even better yet, automotive service marketing, like, like, uh, uh, like, like mobile uh, locksmith or something like that, you know, or detailing somebody who's blowing it up like that. So the the lesson here, guys, is that marketing is crucial and co- it's still complex in many ways, and, and that's why I love this podcast because it, it I feel like I'm I'm dispelling and I'm I'm spewing knowledge and little tidbits and warning signs from my thirty years of in travails down the, the path, but it's also, I'm still learning too. And I like to share the new things that I, that I come across and develop and learn, you know, cause marketing, she, she's, she's like a woman guys. If I may be so frank, if you pay her attention, she's going to pay attention back to you. But if you ignore her, guess what? She's going to ignore you. And that means the bottom line is going to, going to get crushed. And I don't know if, if Rawl completely ignored her, but I don't think he paid Mrs. Marketing all the attention she really needed because all he needed to do, and I truly believe this, I think if he would have picked a better geographic, if he would have picked a more high-income area, I, I think he would have been, I think he would have been, you know, ace of spades. I really do. Um, one of the story, I, maybe you, if you listen, a long-time listener, you, you'll remember, but uh, Tino De La Cruz, um, still a practicing PDR tech. If you get out into Southern Cal, you might've come across him. Um, great student from literally 20 years ago. Um, he was shutting down, he was sunsetting his, his SoCal Edison service company that serviced SoCal Edison over hundred employees, multi-million dollars, had tons of stress. He's like, I don't want to deal with a hundred plus employees and yeah, I'm making great money, but Life's too short. I just want to shut it down, and I want to work on cars in my in my garage. I'm going to put tile and paint and lighting, and and I'm going to do dents. I'm going to do detail, maybe some bumpers, 
and but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in my garage, and then I want I want to go to I want to go to the ghetto. I want to go to you know uh, Southgate and and all these these Latin areas that are depressed, and I want to I want to help my my fellow Hispanic community. And I said, Tina, that's very you know admirable, but uh, it may not be very profitable. Admirable, not profitable. And he says, Ah, yeah, you know. And what do you tell a guy that's had a multi-million dollar business? He thinks he knows it all. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try it anyway, Brian. I'll let you know how it works out. Hey, sounds good. Stay in touch. And he did. And it took him a little bit longer to roll, maybe about a year. And he said, you know what? Complete waste of my time. You know, these people, they don't want to spend the money. You know, they they don't have insurance. Or if they do, you know, they it's just they're not going to use it. They can't afford the deductible, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, you know, I don't mean to admit when you're right, but... You're kind of right. And, and he all of a sudden made a 180 and made a laser uh, target, like an arrow, for the highest income areas, coastal cities, um, and SoCal. And the last time I checked, was doing great. You know, so, it, you know, you, you, like the avatar, like I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, you pick your clients, you pick your, your client subsets, you know, you can go as sharp as you want, but... If you really don't like headaches, which I don't, and you really want to make as much money as you can, you know, and get referrals and easier jobs and have happier customers, it's it's not the customers aren't choosing you. You're choosing them. You know, and just don't forget that. You know, and, you, and there's a lot of different ways you can choose them. Your marketing, of course, is one of them. Pricing is another. You know, just hey, you know, I really wish I could help you out with that fifty dollar dent. Or in the case of this girl I was just telling you guys about the, the Cherokee, I wish I could help you out with that three hundred dollar dent. You know, but I'm not disabled. I'm not the other guy that used to help you out. And I'm five something. I go, I go, but I'm not the cheapest guy in town. You know, if price is your number one deal, you'll find plenty of people that'll 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 do it for a lot cheaper. You know, and there's and I say that some people and they're so centric on pricing, they just go, they run, they're like, okay, thanks. It's like you didn't even get the lesson there. But that's okay. Because that's not my client and hopefully it's not yours. But anyway. Enough of that, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Love you all. I appreciate the the ears and the eyeballs and everything else. Rate and review the podcast wherever you catch it. I would really appreciate it. And we'll have a good one on Friday. And uh, hopefully we'll get a, a little tidbit in with the students so you guys get a bird's eye view of what these guys are about. They've been really good. Thanks so much. We'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar Podcast. Bye-bye for now.